0: Elliot, did you hear Gillian Anderson has announced that after this season, she is officially done with the X-Files forever? Well, I don't blame her. I mean, she spent
1: the majority of the f- season premiere in bed. And I'm sorry, actresses in pornos do more in bed than what she did in the season premiere. The following is a presentation of the radio misfits podcast network they bought their tickets they knew what they were getting into i say let them crash
0: Geek counter geek with keith conrad and elliot serrato gentlemen you can't fight in here this is the war room i just like to say get a
1: life but somewhere out there something is watching us There are alien forces acting in ways we can't perceive. Are we alone in the universe? Impossible. When you consider the wonders that exist all around us voodoo priests of Haiti, the Tibetan numerologists of Appalachia, the
0: unsolved mysteries of. unsolved mysteries. Geek Counter Geek number 109. I'm Keith Conrad at Keith R. Conrad on Twitter. Joined, as always, by uh, Elliot Serrano at Elliot Serrano on Twitter. Follow the show at Geek, Facebook.com slash Geek Counter Geek. Elliot, uh, credit where credit is due, the second episode of the X-Files was much better. I think, uh, you know, if you if you look at this one by itself, I think you'll at least think this episode is good, even if, you know, the rest of it is just awful. See, the, here's the thing, and,
1: and um, you and I discussed this. In the last episode um, We've discussed it Actually we discussed it between episodes Because I know uh, In last episode I hadn't watched The season premiere yet I hadn't had a chance to watch it So I thought in preparation for the next one I'd actually sit down and watch it I couldn't last 20 minutes 20 minutes I was done I was out I couldn't handle it Again, Jillian Anderson In bed the whole time uh, 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 David Duchovny and Mitch Pileggi. Oh, oh my god Mitch sounds. looks like he's had more Botox than David Duchovny has um, it, all the to- the bad overacting and uh, blah, blah, blah. everyone was talking in Batman voice
0: you know? <laughs> that's <laughs> that a that's time. a great way to describe it <laughs> yes
1: right so I couldn't and they're going look I have only so much time in my day to devote to being entertained and have to see season premiere of X-Files can't do it for me there are plenty of other things to watch i got caught up on star trek discovery which quite frankly is way more entertaining right now even though there are some people who are mad about it but that's a different
0: that's a different topic for a different show you know i will say that i think that uh, they may be spending a little bit too much time in the mirror universe on uh, star trek discovery i think they're on like episode 4 at this point episode um, 3 a- episode I'm going 3 on
1: and I, and I would agree with you to a point, except I see how they're building on things. And to me that I'm, I'm again, I, wait, I, didn't I say this was for a different show? I guess it became this show. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that with Star Trek Discovery, you can see why they're building it up that way. They're taking the things of the, the concepts of the mirror universe. And whereas Star Trek Next Generation and, and, um, and, um, wait, not Star Trek Next Generation. They didn't do a mirror universe universe mirror universe uh, episode. deep space nine deep space did space nine. enterprise enterprise did one deep space nine did one and of course classic trek they only spent one episode in mirror universe not really following all the potential of something like that could be and now uh, don't get me wrong after i was thinking after the end of the second episode okay okay let's get this over with we're done right and when i saw the cliffhanger for the second episode i was like Oh, now I see what they're doing. This is clever. So, I mean, I'm enjoying it. And and to me, you know, if I, okay, if I'm paying for the CBS um, All Access, you know, channel to watch this thing, you know, I'm going to devote time to watching that and getting my, my money's worth out of it. X Files. Even though I'm getting it for free, I don't even feel like I'm getting my money's worth from it. <laughs>
0: I'm well, sorry. I, I, I will say that uh, on uh, Enterprise, I think that uh, th- there was a there was a theory that uh, um, Captain uh, Lorca was actually from the Mirror Universe, and he had actually like intentionally sent sent them into the universe to go home and um i think based on the fact that he has literally spent the entire time they've been there uh, being tortured that's probably not the case you never know
1: it could it still could be it could be i mean tell me how how do you keep yourself from being suspected just be tortured the whole time yeah yeah, i I suppose (laughs) that's true because they are leaving a lot of things just hanging out there. You know, the the whole thing in the beginning that Michael Burnham and Lorca disappeared somehow for whatever reason. And then the regular, you know, our universe, Lorca and Burnham go in. There is a payoff there. I know there's a payoff there. They've already – spoiler for anyone who, has, who hasn't caught up yet, right? But – They've already brought back Michelle Yeoh, which was another awesome thing. So many people were pissed that they killed her character off after the first two episodes of, of Discovery. And they, they figured out a way, oh, this is how we can give you a payoff to that particular character mm-hmm. and bring her back even more. The other thing that you know, I, I figured
0: you- I figured like from from the moment they got to the mirror universe and they just said that it's ruled by a mysterious emperor. I was like oh that's gonna be michelle yo well see you're smarter than but but, am, but the pay I- the payoff was was still great like i i didn't just, just because i had i had that in my head that that was going to happen um you know it, it didn't bother me i thought the story was still still great right right and I'll, I'll give you that and and to me
1: I, I'm, I'm, I'm just astounded that this show isn't getting more positive buzz for the fact that one you have an incredibly diverse cast you have female writers and you know that the, the, a lot of those screenplays are done by female writers I'm sorry I haven't kept track of the directors and how many female directors that have been on there but you have LGBTQ um, creators working in the writers room there this show it's star trek doing the things that you want star trek to do and yet you have everybody pissed about it for one reason or another because it's not the star trek that they remember growing up and i'm like oh and you know what And it's funny wasn't i the one who kept saying i'm worried about this show and i'm afraid it's gonna suck i i believe those were your exact words yes Right? And I'm like now I'm like I love this show. I do. I love it. I, Is it perfect? No. It does it fit perfectly with the classic Trek? Uh, we've discussed this before. I don't understand why they insisted on making it take place 10 years before the, the classic Trek, I guess it's because you need to have that sort of connection to Spock and Sarek. The Michael Burnham character gives you that. So I guess it gives you some sort of investment, right? Yeah. Fine. I'll give you that. But, you know, it, in its own way, it makes more sense the way they've put it together as opposed to forcing it to fit with classic Trek. Cause again, the, the technology on the 1960s Star Trek is even behind the stuff we have now, right? T- Tricorders uh, uh, the, the average telephone, the average uh, wireless phone, cellular phone. do we still call them cellular or wireless?
0: I keep forgetting. I, I, right? I still call them cell phones, yeah cell phones, right? usually actually usually smartphones. <laughs> smartphones right they can
1: do as much if not even more than the tricorders on start on the classic star trek yeah tricorders never had apps they didn't so it makes no sense to say we need to have the technology in discovery look less advanced than what we have now so that's like kind of my own personal you know justification of what's going on but beyond that I love. I'm loving Discovery, and it and and for a show that had to had to win me over when I was going in, kind of with um, uh, uh, skepticism, it did. X-Files, I was giving a lot of credit for. I was like, you know what? Yeah, and I said, the last season sucked. Everybody agreed the
0: last season sucked. Well, I think every, everybody went into this season thinking, you know what? That really sucks. but they're going to give us a, a good ending here. You know, like, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. I swear, it's going to pay right. off.
1: <laughs> and it didn't. And now, and it's like, and so when Jillian Henderson says, I'm kind of done with this show, you would you normally i would go oh don't say that come on never say never you never know what can happen i'm sorry i'm even with her now i'd be like girl get out of there (laughs) especially after that all that bullshit with about her being paid less than david dachovny you know yeah i'd be like i'd be like if i were Jillian anderson as a girl you, you you're done with that this this is an, a, an abusive relationship that you do not to me need to be in anymore there are people who love you and appreciate you you don't need
0: that and i'm with jillian i i, th- I think we're gonna get uh, t-shirts made that say i say i'm with jillian i'm a jillian yeah. and you know because
1: geez I, again, again, I've only watched the first episode I couldn't even get through the first episode Oh my god, the lamest Most boring car chase ever Did they have to have a <laughs> car chase? Really? I'm like, oh whatever, I'm done I'm out So I don't even know what the second episode was about I might watch it Because you're telling me it was much better And it's a standalone And yes,
0: the standalone episodes Tend to be better yeah, and the, uh, and the the premise is the premise is really interesting, and uh, and you know since, since you obviously complained about Jillian uh, Anderson not having enough to do during the first episode, uh, there's a fight scene at the very beginning where uh, she really kicks some butt. Okay, but then does she fight in the beginning, and then after that she spends the rest of the time just whispering them older on a phone? Uh, no, no, she's uh, she's pretty uh, she's a she, She's a pretty active cog in the story for the, uh, for the duration. All right. Because, see, to me, that's another thing that really annoyed me.
1: When you have a character like Gillian Anderson. I mean, think about it. Gillian Anderson's character, right? Agent Scully really is more central to the X-Files than Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder, freaking David Duchovny left the show. He
0: left the show. Who had to carry the show after that? Gillian Anderson. Was it one season or two With seasons that he was gone? Yeah, it was
1: three, I think. No, there was the, the um, um, okay, uh, what's this face from the Terminator? Came in for a bit. Patrick. Um. Oh, I want to um, say I to say Butch Patrick, but, but no, <laughs> that would have been awesome though. Butch Patrick is an FBI agent. I, I would watch that. I would watch that.
0: Robert Patrick, then, by the way, Robert. Robert Patrick.
1: Patrick. No, but they you have you know one episode where Butch Patrick and Jillian Anderson <laughs> go to thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane to investigate. You know this weird family that's like. You know, doing shit, and they got a dragon under the stairs, and the husband looks like he was put together by different parts of dead people. And (laughs) (laughs) anyway. So I I would watch that episode. There you go. But see, so Jillian Anderson, she had to hold that show together when when David Duchovny left. So why is it that she doesn't get the appreciation she deserves? I'm sorry. I really feel like, you know, she gets short shrift. The moment they brought David Duchovny back, you know, he became again the engine of the of the show, which When you look at the earliest episodes of the X Files, it wasn't the David Duchovny show, right? It was the the stories and the mysteries, you know. And 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 in a lot of cases, you know, if you don't have Gillian Anderson there providing that foil
0: to his character, X Files just falls flat. And and she sort she sort of like uh, in a lot of those stories played the the role of you know of the audience. You know, since exactly. since she wasn't yes. aware of, of everything in the way that uh that Mulder was. Exactly. And
1: I'm sorry, David DeCromys will always be the guy who does red shoe diaries for me. You know? That old that old soft porn show on HBO years ago. You know, <laughs> it's like I got oh, David, Deca-. and then of course when he did Californication, I'm like, ah, oh, there he is. He's back where we back where back in the in the genre that birthed him. So <laughs> I don't know, but again, I, I, I'll watch. You know, with X Files, I'll I'll say um, it's it, it's obvious at this point. That's going to be yet another uneven season. Um, I don't. I'm already skeptical that we're going to get a really satisfying conclusion that everything. Um, I'm sorry. After the, the whole thing with Smoking Man and and him
0: being behind faking of the moon landings, I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> well, I, I I feel like and I, I. I mentioned this uh, last week. I feel like the they've just piled too much stuff on the mythology episodes. you know like it used to be pretty straightforward like there's aliens out there and there's this government conspiracy working with the aliens, and the aliens are going to take over one day like that 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 i straightforward probably isn't the way to describe it, but you know it's pretty easy to wrap your head around and there's just been so many twists and turns over the years that you know I think any show when, when you're on as long as they have been that's going to happen eventually there's just too much stuff yeah but it keeps going
1: back to the old tropes and the old conspiracies right you know I'm sorry let's be honest okay I mean and again I'm, um, I'm judging this I'm talking basically about the season premiere I mean they weaved Donald Trump through the whole beginning of that thing and made him part of the conspiracy fine okay I'm sorry we now know that there's no such thing as Area 51. You want to know why? Because if Area 51 and aliens actually exist, Donald Trump would have talked about it on Twitter. The guy can't <laughs> keep his mouth shut
0: for anything, right? No, this you is he, there was actually a, there was actually a, a news report that there are uh, with every president. Like there's you know there's stuff that that is actually need to know that the president doesn't need to know about, and they don't they don't tell the president. And I would imagine I would imagine with Trump there's probably quite a bit that they just don't tell him. Oh, of course. Tell him about an Israeli asset, right? That's doing work
1: against the Russians. Sure, tell him that. So that when the Russian ambassador is in the White House, Trump can tell him all about it. But we're not gonna tell him about the aliens. That's too sensitive. Right. Yeah. No, let's not tell them about the freaking moon landing, right? I mean, Trump, you would think Trump goes, oh, well, Ted Cruz's dad was involved in the assassination of JFK. I want to do a little searching on my own. I'm the president of the United States. I can find out. And you know, he would have tweeted that later.
0: Hey, he's the president of the United States. He could have made evidence that, that uh, Ted Cruz's dad was involved in the Kennedy assassination.
1: Right. So, to (laughs) me, in this modern age, knowing that you've got the biggest blabbermouth in the most sensitive position in the world, I am fairly confident that a) the moon landings are real, b) the world is round, it's not flat like some people want to believe, and c). Or three or D. Um, yeah, no, there are there are no alien artifacts in Area 51. The Ark of the Covenant isn't there either. And Oh, no, no, no. The Ark of the Covenant isn't there. They've got top men working on it. Top men working on it, right? And, you know, and I'm sorry.
0: So, Jillian, get out of there. <laughs> so, all, all this to say, Jillian, get out of there. Get out of there. We're with you, girl. <laughs> Ed, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I know uh, when Jillian Anderson is listening to podcasts, uh, she always makes sure that she's uh, listening uh, on headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio. <laughs> TweakedAudio.com, where if you if you check out TweakedAudio.com,
1: you're going to see different styles, different colors of <clears throat> headphones and accessories. You've got your earbuds. you got your headphones. you got your DJ-style cans. You've got both wireless and, uh, and mic'd. Um, you've got all different types for all different needs, whether you want to listen to your podcast, you want to be on your phone, you want to listen to your MP3 player. Although, do people have MP3 players anymore? I don't, I don't think they do, now. I don't think they do, right? It's all in your phone. Or if you want to use it for co-op gaming, if you go to tweakedaudio.com, check out the accessories they have there, see what meets your needs, all different styles, all different price points find the part that you want, find the, the gear that you want. And at checkout, enter the code GCG. That's for geek counter geek. You'll get 33% off your total purchase and free count it free worldwide shipping. When you consider how much shipping costs these days, um, that is a tremendous deal. So again, tweaked enter the code GCG. It's not caps. It's not, um, um, cap specific, right? Case sensitive. Um, yeah, case sensitive. You don't have to do all caps or bottom caps or lowercase, lowercase. Bah. Thank you. <laughs> and thirty three percent off, free worldwide shipping,
0: and uh, trust me, you'll be pleased. And once you get your uh, your headphones from Tweaked Audio with your free shipping, you'll want to listen to one of the uh, one of the many uh, wonderful uh, podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, this week, the uh, Dishing Bitches, they have 13 dirty movies on Netflix. I think if you, if you look closely on Netflix, you can find way more than 13. But uh, they, they, they talk about that, plus things you should tell somebody before you get into a relationship. Uh, usually when I say, hi, Keith Conrad, I'm Keith Conrad, that's sort of, sort of it. But, you know, other things in addition to that. Um, oh, jeez. Dude, I've so been there. So been there. <laughs> uh, on, uh, Dan McNeil on Supervised. He's talking uh, Blackhawks and uh, NFL with uh, Pat Boyle from NBC Sports Chicago. And on the fake news fairy tale, the people of a far-off kingdom are sent into a panic when one of their trusted public servants accidentally sends out a warning they're about to be attacked. Gee, I wonder where I came up with that. <laughs> Oh, I'm,
1: I'm looking for. Oh, I got to hear that one. That sounds like fun. Don't tell me. And then the grand, the grand king of the kingdom, who knew that there was no attack by, let's say, a dragon, was spending his afternoon out on the green fields playing croquet or whatever it is that passes for golf
0: in, in, in fairy tale lands. Uh, I actually, uh, I, I think I I left out the king other than the fact that uh, the king was trying to pick a fight with uh, one of the other kingdoms, and that's why people were worried about uh, being attacked.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you'll have to do, later on, you'll have to do a fairy tale where the kingdoms that um, once relied on the great king to help them figure things out said, oh, that guy's a goof. We're just going to figure it out on our own
0: because... Essentially, we have to be the grown-ups now. I, I so. feel like that might be the next episode. That might work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, Electric Dreams has uh, premiered on uh, Amazon Prime. And uh, that is a new uh, anthology series uh, based on uh, Philip K. Dick uh, stories. Because apparently Amazon figured, you know, hey, we've done so well with the man in the high castle. Why not just, why not just go full Philip K. Dick?
1: See, here's the thing. I've read Philip K. Dick, and, like, even – I'll admit, though, I have not read The Man in the High Castle. I got it for my Kindle, and I need to actually sit down and read it. It's actually a very um, quick read. Is it? Okay, I'll, 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 I'll definitely do that. Um, but as an example, for anyone who thinks that do androids dream of electric sheep – um, is anywhere
0: near what Blade Runner is. That is like, no, no way. Um, well, I, I think it's, it's you know, and, and a lot yeah. of this uh, has happened with Philip K. Dick's stories because he, he wrote a lot of short stories. I mean, he wrote, he wrote novels as well. But right. I, I think at least half of his work was, was short stories, and so uh, people tend to when they're making movies about those, they tend to just like take the premise and expand it into you know a big uh, feature film sort of thing. You know, it happened with uh, with Adjustment Bureau and with Minority Report, and I think uh, I think Blade Runner was was the same deal where you know they're just sort of in, in the story he's basically just introducing you to like Decker's life. And in um, um, you know in uh, in Blade Runner, you know you you get obviously way beyond that
1: right but it's like there's very little action in, in Philip K. Dick um, stories. I mean when you read a Philip K dick, story or novel or short story it's kind of just like it's almost like a an essay of sorts where the uh, characters are speaking you know their arguments for different things and, and it's just Philip K dick him, himself exploring an idea right yeah, um, great sure. concepts things that make you think but it's it's not easy to get into a Philip K dick. Um, book. I mean, it's he's not really the more any one of the more accessible writers out there. Uh, when I was growing up, to me, um, at the very first and oh my god, the very first um, uh, Philip K. Dick book I read was *Valis*, which is. Total, a mind screw okay that book because at one point you read it and it's in the beginning and it's it is the, it's about a bunch of california folks dealing with crap right that's <laughs> essentially what it is and it's all talking 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 it's an episode of seinfeld but without a laugh track in many cases fine and then you get to the near the end where you have the uh, twists at the end where you find out, spoiler alert, if you haven't read Vallis yet, that the character we meet in the very beginning of Valis is actually Philip K. Dick himself. So the whole the you go through this whole thing about, oh, my God, the re, the narrator who is talking about a particular character is actually the author. So that's that just shifts everything for you as far as, you know, if you're someone where you think the narrator is omniscient and you have to trust his um, what he says, he goes from being a reliable to the narrator to, whoa. Can I trust anything he said before this point? Because it's him actually talking about himself. So it's a total mind screw at that point. And imagine a 12 year old kid reading this and going, (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know what to believe in anymore. Right the most accessible of all that and that's it's a and the Valis was one of a three part uh, trilogy there was a and then the third part being the divine invasion which was actually about I mean think about it it's about Jesus being reborn again in modern times and now having to kind of like fulfill all the prophecies right Mm -hmm. but he doesn't know who he is so and, and you're like, wow. And I remember reading that. And that, when you think about it, that was actually the most accessible of all the books. Um, so
0: Well, it's that, that's, that's interesting <laughs> that you say that, because I always thought that, uh, uh, you know, to, to me, he actually was the, the most accessible that I, that I read. And I think that's why I liked him so much, because, he, you know, in, in most of his short stories, he really is just sort of like introducing you to this world. And um, and so it's you know just a nice little, little bite sized thing for me, and that and I would, that always have, always appealed to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are writers that do that, and and, and I think that's
1: I, Philip K, Philip K. Dick was a prolific writer. I mean, I, I think another thing too, though, is that um, he's. Uh, okay so philip k dick is that kind of writer that people talk about they talk about how great he is but a lot of the folks who talk about how great he is have never actually read him <laughs> you know oh yeah yeah yeah. oh he's great yeah all the okay what stories have you read have you read cry the policeman's tears have you read that one have you read i have um, a scanner. right no i'm just saying i'm not saying to you specifically <laughs> you know have you read a scanner darkly right you know all these books that people know they know the titles but have they actually read them and i'm gonna tell you for i i will i will i will guess i will guess give me five people who say they love philip k dick and they, they know a particular book i'm gonna give
0: you maybe one or two out of those five actually read it yeah well and, and i yeah. i would I would think there's probably a lot of people who will say, "Hey, I, you know, Phil K. Dick, he's one of my uh, favorite writers, and uh, you know, they saw Minority Report and uh, you know, um, Total Recall, and yeah, you know. see, yeah, I remember we can remember for for you wholesale that story is nothing
1: like the movie, absolutely nothing like the movie. No,
0: no, it, I mean it's the same thing. It's sort of like introducing you to the idea of recall yeah. that they implant people's uh, mem- you know memories into people, and <laughs> You know, that that's that's basically the the gist of the story is it's just introducing that, you know, that idea. Uh, So if you know, if if you're looking at uh, at, if you're a fan of the movie Total Recall and you're looking at uh, reading that because you want to see, you know, like like most people, when they read the novelization of a movie, they're expecting, you know, more details to get uh, more of the story, things like that. Uh, That's that's not going to happen. No, it's not gonna happen.
1: Um and um and there's another one. Yeah, and uh minor I'll admit I have never read Minority Report, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that one too. Nah, no. Nah, nothing like the Tom Cruise movie.
0: Well so. yeah, i I you know, it's it's literally this the same thing where he's he's introducing the idea that uh you know that these 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 three um three mutants, I think I think they're actually called in in the story they can predict the future and they use that to prevent crimes and it's just mm-hmm. introducing that premise and you know that's the that's the point of the story is just introducing the premise and i think you know trying to make you ask the question okay you know is that is that actually fair and uh, and and justice if you haven't committed the crime yet right so you know um and now if if it's, if it's my understanding as
1: far as electric dreams on amazon goes you know it's like their answer to
0: um was it black mirror on it, netflix yeah black mirror and and i actually I, I hadn't really made the black mirror connection i was thinking of it more as uh, trying to get ahead of uh of uh, cbs's new twilight zone but i guess i i guess you know th- this was actually in the works before twilight zone was announced
1: Right, and to me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Twilight Zone's got some catching up to do because, as far as um, social commentary and 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 mind screw type television. I mean, Black Mirror right now is ruining lives everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It is, and the, the third season hit, and apparently that one has been devastating people even more than the previous one. And I was I was I was seeing people curled up in fetal positions after the second season. So you know, I, I'm I'm guessing. I'm wondering what because i know jordan peele right is involved with um the
0: um he he is yeah and i think he's um you know unlike uh previous reboots of the twilight zone and there's actually been like three of them um you know unlike the 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 previous versions like he's actually going to be in the rod Serling role you know i I don't know if he's going to do things on the air the way Serling did but he's actually going to be like the showrunner and, you know, actually oh, involved in writing the episodes and everything, which, you know, is way better to me because like, you know, say the last reboot, Forrest Whitaker was in it, but he was just the guy they hired to read the narration at the beginning of the end. You know, he, he didn't really have anything to, to do with it other than that. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what he has in mind for it, and I don't know that it'll be any good, but I, I like the sound of that, that he's actually going to be that involved in it.
1: Well, I mean, it seems to me if you—I mean, after seeing
0: Get Out, which was an incredible film, um, and it's Get Out, and um, literally Keanu. people were saying people were saying you know Get Out was like a, a modern day Twilight Zone episode, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Keanu, you can tell that
1: they these guys, you know, he has a vision for genre, different types of genre, and I'm hoping that you know with Twilight because the best Twilight Zone episodes. You know, we, we've we talked about this um, in the past, you know, whether it's Star Trek or Twilight Zone, their social commentary and, um, you know, and you can tell that he knows social commentary. I'm guessing he has a vision for Twilight Zone that's going to make it, you know. True to the classic, what what Rod Serling wanted to do with the show, but hopefully take it in a fresh new direction. Because yeah, like I said, you've got you've got anthology shows out there now. You've got people are now these days people are getting way more into science fiction that they, they don't even realize it. You know, yeah. you watch a show like you watch a show like Black Mirror. That's a science
0: fiction show, right? Yeah, you know, because but, and even uh, even Westworld. I mean, that that's a sci-fi yeah. show and. You know, I, I I have a feeling that a significant portion of the people who watched it, they had no idea that it was going to be like that going into it.
1: Holy crap. Now that you, now that you mentioned Westworld, I'm going to get us completely off track. I had no idea that Jonathan Nolan was involved with the um, uh, with the. Um, um, the, the, uh, not not uh, Terminator Genesis The one that was right before With Christian Bale
0: Oh uh, Terminator
1: um, Salvation Terminator Salvation, he was supposed to be involved with that. He was involved with that. Christian Bale, I guess, read the old script and loved it. And then when Nolan got booted or got, you know, just fell out for whatever reason, Christian Bale stayed on board. And then, because uh, remember, we were talking about how we were saying that Westworld felt a lot like Skynet and all those things. Yeah. I'm going, holy crap, ha- Nolan probably thought, you know what? I had all these great ideas I wanted to do in Terminator Salvation. I can't use them now. I'm going to bring them here instead, which makes me go. We probably missed out on an incredible Terminator movie for that, for just for that very reason.
0: Yeah. Oh, I had forgotten all about that. But, but yeah, you're right, because um, I remember that, you know, when they were first making that, there was more of a connection between uh, between that and um, and the Dark Knight you know and, and the batman movies and and that actually would have been the connection it was it was jonathan nolan
1: right because then you know it's it just and i'm there going ah, oh, because i've I'd, I'd read the um uh, um interview that christian bale did recently and he was talking about that and and i remember we were all excited about a new terminator movie with Christian Bale as John Connor and that was going to be the thing and then Mick G came along and just screwed the pooch
0: so he did he really and, and the funny thing is the the version that was released was less bad than the original version oh, because because originally uh, John Connor was going to show up at the very beginning you know that like the scene where he he goes into the hole and you know sees the you know the schematics for the Terminator and then uh, he was going to show up at the very end when uh, when he rescues Kyle Reese, you know, from the from the robot factory, uh, you know, spoiler alert. And, and that was going to be it. That was going to be the whole uh, the whole arc for for John as He was just going to sort of be a, be bookending it. And the rest of it was going to be about uh, about uh, Sam Worthington's character. And uh, like. It was going to have virtually nothing to do with like the 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 arc of john connor so it's like well why are you making a movie that's in the future when john connor's supposed to be leading the resistance and you don't have john connor in it? you know he's basically not even there it's funny john connor is that
1: character in science fiction that no one knows what to do with they just yeah. it's like they, they just totally i don't
0: know again I'm, I'm getting us off track well i i hate to i hate to say it you know but um <laughs> does it make me a glutton for punishment that i, I watched um i watched uh, the interview that uh, uh james cameron and um what's his name the guy who directed uh, deadpool um yeah, they they are actually like with James Cameron producing and him directing. They actually have in mind for a, a trilogy of Terminator movies, and like just the way they were talking, I'm like, okay, I, I'm into it. I'll, I'll go see that. <laughs> like, like know, they they actually they said, uh, it. and it's a it's Tim Miller, by the way. Um, yeah, it, you know, they said nothing about the story. It's just like their enthusiasm for it. They're I'm like, okay, I'm in i mean uh i don't know it's
1: i will say it's something about james cameron he's he seems to have that magic touch maybe we go oh that's the stupidest idea i've ever heard it's dumb there's no way i don't i don't know how anyone could be possibly interested in that and then the moment james cameron releases it boom blockbuster you know (laughs) I mean, ah, oh, really? He's pushing back Avatar 2 and 3 and 4 yet again. Who cares? Watch. The movies are going to come out. Boom.
0: They're going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. a- absolutely. No, no doubt about it. But, I mean, there was actually a reason that I brought up Electric Dreams. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's because uh, Liam Cunningham is in one of the episodes, because it's an anthology episode yeah you know, it's an anthology series, so um you know it's not like anybody's in i, I suppose you know Twilight's own repeated a lot of actors, so I suppose you could be in more than one um but anyway, he's in one of them it's actually uh human is uh, I don't know if you've read that one or not um okay. i ha- i actually have not but uh he he, he was uh <laughs> what's that I'm just laughing at your have not <laughs> Yeah, that, that's one I'll freely admit I have not. Uh, so, so he was giving an interview to uh, GQ, and somehow they got on the the stories about. Uh, uh, they, they somehow got onto a conversation about superhero movies, and he talks about how like they're just they're just all over the place, you know, between DC and and Marvel, and um, and he he basically says uh studios are gonna become uh, victims of their own success and people are gonna get bored with it. And I I think he's right because uh, you know, obviously all the Marvel movies have made a crap ton of money. Um so, you know, Disney's obviously thrilled with it and they're gonna they're gonna try to make more. But I think that, you know, like like uh I, I think people like you know they they tended to like Captain America because they liked Chris Evans playing Captain America. And I think, you know, we're, we're getting to a point now in the in the arc of, you know, Marvel movies where they're going to be starting to introduce introduce new people and, you know, new uh, new characters. And I think much like the X-Files where you know, where I said with the anthology episodes, there's just too much there's just too much piled on at this point. I think when you start getting into, into like next generation characters, I don't think people are going to be sticking on board for that. Well, here's the thing. Um, I know.
1: Whenever someone is asked to comment on superhero movies or the uh, the offer coming on superhero movies, they they'll often say things like, "Ah, oh, it's like it's run its course," or there are too many of those things. And then, of course, that quote gets passed all over social media and on different websites and, and in podcasts. Your- and podcast, right? Then the nerds get angry, and next thing you know, everyone's like, oh, screw you, I love my superheroes, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, okay, one, let's be honest, um, superhero movies, I, th- I think um, – uh, Steven Spielberg made this comparison a while back because he was like one of the first people to say that people would get tired of superhero movies after a while because he, he compared them to westerns right mm uh-huh. That over, you know, there was a time and that's all you saw at the movie theater: westerns, westerns, westerns. It's all you ever had. And what happened to westerns? They went away after a while. People stopped caring about watching westerns. They moved on to something else, right? Um, and we saw that happen with um, science fiction movies, right? When Star Wars came out in the 1970s, every studio wanted to capitalize on that and try to make their own their own franchise. Right or make their own science fiction series. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's why you ended up with Star Trek movies. <laughs> yeah Star Trek movies yeah if it wasn't for Star Wars being successful you probably wouldn't have the Star Trek films back Uh, then you had Flash Gordon you had television series like Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers so science fiction made a comeback and then now you have superhero movies which even me as a a comic book nerd you know even I think it's become a bit much it's like do I really want to see every superhero movie out there am I really compelled to see everything I'll be honest, not really. You know, if, 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 if Thor, if the the last Thor trailer doesn't come off as like really cool and interesting and different with that Led Zeppelin
0: song. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm running out to see it. Yeah. Especially after the, after the Thor sequel, I don't think anybody was really all that excited about it. Right, the Dark World
1: was like, yeah, I wasn't, and I love that character, right, I love that character, but even I wasn't jazzed to see a third Thor movie until they figured out a way to make him interesting again, so to me, it's the whole, I mean, superhero movies in themselves, uh, to a point, yeah, it does get to be a bit much, and you're right, as they start phasing out some of the the original characters, like when Robert Downey Jr. decides he doesn't want to be Iron Man anymore, that's going to be a serious, hit for marvel movies okay that's going to be a serious hit yes when chris evans is not captain america anymore that's going to be another serious hit and you can tell that they're trying to groom the next ones to to, to be to be pulled in you
0: know chadwick boseman is black panther um I'm, which by the way i've i've I'm loved black chadwick boseman and, and, and everything he's done so i'm i'm excited about black panther yeah so, so there's one awesome. new character that uh, that i'm on board for yeah yeah, and then uh, Cumberbatch
1: as uh, Doctor Strange, and you can tell that they're trying to get, uh, they're trying to um, 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 groom um, Paul Rudd as the new Robert Downey Jr. Right. You know the charming kind of guy who's funny, but also be serious. You know, as Ant Man, but get him into kind of that role that Robert Downey Jr. played for the longest time. So you can see you can kind of see how they're trying to phase through you know the different characters and pull them in. But you know, you're right, and it's it's going to come to a point where it's going to peter out over time because after a while, people are like, yeah, whatever. On the other hand. You never, ever hear people saying, oh, there are too many lawyer shows on television. There are too many cop shows on television. Really? Another medical drama on television? <laughs> so so to me, it's like, um, I don't know if there is such a thing as too much of something, because the truth is, it's out there. There's so much of it, and yet it still persists. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I, at this point, though, I'm, I, I will say I'm not going to complain about all the superhero movies, considering that for the longest time, you know,
0: we had no superhero movies. Right. Know? So, Or it was uh, Superman Returns, which is basically just, hey, I, I want to make a movie that looks just like the other Superman movies. There's, there's, really no story here, but it looks just like the other ones. Yeah, and I'm never gonna punch anybody, because right? I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm of I'm Tony: of course. Tony course and then, Jesus. Uh, th- then uh, uh, the the other one went the other way. I'm gonna snap this guy's neck. Oh god! <laughs> all <laughs> right, all right. So, so let's let's agree on this. Um, as Jillian Anderson is running away from the X Files, she should probably not run to a superhero movie. <laughs>
1: watch watch she's gonna end up in marvel or dc just watch although you know I, I what i'd love to see her do is uh back uh back at uh back with hannibal because I, I don't think brian Fuller's
0: doing anything now so no he's he's well, actually he just signed on for um for a vampire series with uh, ann rice oh for fuck's sake You know, I've never heard anybody say, there's too many vampires series on. I know, that's the other one,
1: all the vampire series, because I think Supernatural is starting to phase over to, the, to something new, and, and um, well, no, Vampire Diaries finally ended, I think. I believe so. it did, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, to me, um, genre Tell we're in an age of so much genre television, superhero movies, science fiction shows, fantasy, you know, uh, 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 sword and sorcery. What's his face really from from Game of Thrones? Right. I know he's on Electric Trees. What's, the, what's his name? I forgot the actor's name already played. Uh, uh, Liam Cunningham. Liam Cunningham, but plays Davos, right? He does. Um, Really, I don't know if he should talk, because it seems like everyone he consults ends up dead. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com.
0: Thank you. A tron?